Hey Mirafam and welcome to season five, episode six of Mirsa Podcasts. So today I'm with Patricia. So Patricia, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. So practically today we're gonna to be talking about like unspoken topics. Unspoken topics are basically like topics that are not really spoken much about, but like obviously they need to be spoken about more. So are you ready for the first question? Mm-hmm. Right. So the first question is basically what are unspoken topics the first question now what unspoken topics do you think are not spoken about enough um pretty privileged so it brings us to the first like topic so that's actually pretty privileged so what is pretty privileged i personally feel like pretty privileged is where like people whether it's a boy or a girl, they they have more opportunities in life based off how people oh based off if people think they're pretty or not. Yeah, like models and yeah. stuff like that. Like I'm pretty sure people call you know who like Gigi Hadid and Bella Hadid are right? Yeah. People call them the prettiest woman on earth just because they're like tall, white, skinny models. Yeah. Um so do you think pretty privilege is relevant today? Yeah, I feel like it's still relevant because as somebody who's like in high school, I feel like a lot of girls who are prettier than me get more attention than me and get more like, they have more like, they're more popular than me or whatever you want to call it and they have a lot more friends than me because people feel like, oh, they're pretty, so this, 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 or yeah. stuff like that, yeah. Yeah, because I feel like people, they're more likely to listen to people who are more, like, physically appealing to look at. You know yeah. I mean? Um. So how real would you say pretty privilege is? Like, how often would you say it occurs? Very often. All right. So, so how is privilege and pretty privilege different? I feel like privilege is where, like, you have, you have more opportunities based off just pretty much anything and pretty privileges having more opportunities based off your appearance all right all right fair, fair. so how do you think people can benefit from pretty privilege i feel like people can benefit from pretty privilege like the way they can benefit is because they can get away with a lot of things like they can do things that somebody who is let's just say if let's just i don't have to sugarcoat it let's just say uglier than them couldn't really get outlaw for example saying slurs and somebody who's pretty said a slur nobody would really care because they're pretty yeah Yeah. um for example like obviously as you said like being in school let's say someone wants to go start a rumor and obviously they're like oh they're good looking blah 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 no one really care they're more interested to listen to the rumor they have to say because they're pretty but if it's someone who's not really seen to be as pretty people are are widespread in rumors all you do is gossip blah 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 blah, and all that kind of thing um right so i'm gonna give you like this um i'm just gonna say a statement and tell me if you agree so this is a statement pretty people hold the key to a door of opportunities wait let me let me like show it so basically pretty people have more opportunities connections and choices but for other people it's sure would you agree I agree. What? Why? Oh. Yeah. Um, I feel like I agree mostly because when it comes to being pretty, like, for example, let's say you applied to be a model, right, and you're pretty, everyone thinks you're pretty, you're obviously going to get the job or whatever it is. But let's say somebody who's uglier than that person tries to apply for something that's got to do with modelling, they might just get turned down just because they don't fit the criteria of what they're looking for yeah nowadays but i feel like nowadays when it comes to modeling i think it's slightly improved like for example i'll be working past i'll be seeing more like diverse people i'll be seeing some people with vitiligo and we see some people with albino ah people like albinos i'll be seeing tall people short people all that kind of stuff so it's more like it's better now but obviously it's not always better um so have you ever witnessed pretty privilege like right in front of your face yeah i have so 
where do you see pretty privilege the most like acting industries music industries school jobs work where do you see it? i feel like i see it more in acting industries because when actors do a class that's pretty and stuff like that and they do something wrong they kind of just get away with it. yeah that's true can you think of any examples of that Right, so Patricia. Hello. Hi. Um, right, so this is the last question on pretty privilege. So do you think pretty privilege overall is talking about enough? Pardon? Do you think pretty privilege is talking about enough? No. Me neither. I feel like we need to speak about it more because like it actually happens so much, you know. We just don't talk about it. Like it generally yeah. happens all the time, you know that's about it. Right. So the next theme is derealization. Um, right, so the first question relating to derealization is what is derealization? Um derealization is feeling like the world around you isn't real and feeling like like you're outside of your own body and stuff like that. Yeah. So um what do you think are the effects of it like? How would it feel, basically? Basically, what you I said. Feel like feel... Feel... Oh. I feel like it feels like when you just hit rock bottom and yeah. you just feel like nothing around you is like nothing around you is actually really all artificial and stuff like that. Yeah, like it feels surreal. Like it's yeah. just depending on how long you've lived, you be like, oh, I've lived for this long. And all of a sudden, nothing feels real. You know, yeah. It feels like a simulation. So, what is depersonalization? So, similar to derealization. So, what's depersonalization? I feel like depersonalization is like when you feel like you're no longer yourself. If you get what I mean. Like, you don't feel you. Yeah, you don't feel like yourself. Feel like you're outside of your own body, which is similar to the re- the realization. But yeah. yeah. So now, what now? What is the difference between depersonalization and derealization? What's the difference? The, the difference is that um, the personalization is feeling like you're outside of yourself and that you're not yourself. That you're a different person, and the. Hmm, the realization is feeling like um, everything around you is not real. That's the difference between them. Right. Yeah, basically. So, like, derealization is like linking to more the world around you, like how things look and how things feel. And then depersonalization is like you yourself and how you feel yeah. about yourself and how it doesn't really feel normal. So, do you think derealization is not spoken about enough? I don't feel like it's spoken about enough. Do you think it needs to be spoken about more? Yeah. Lovely. Right, so the next theme is attachment issues. So what are attachment issues? I feel like attachment issues is when you meet somebody and you feel this type of link towards them and you just can't really let it go. Like, you just feel... You just feel like that person's a part of your world and a part of you, and if you lose them, it's just going to... You're not gonna feel like yourself anymore. Yeah, like let's say you lose them, you feel like a chunk of you's gone. Yeah. So, do you think having attachment issues means you're clingy? I feel like in some situations, yes, but it just depends on what the situation is, really. Okay, first, first. So, why? What do you think causes people to be attached? I feel like what causes people to be attached is that when they get to a certain point with somebody, they just feel like, oh, that person is my world and stuff like that. Yeah. So, yeah. I feel like, what's it called? I feel like if you meet someone for the first time that's like really similar to you or that you really like them, obviously you're going to be really attached to them. And then obviously, let's say, you lose them or you come into an argument obviously sometimes you might appear as very clingy to them as in you feel like you still need them 
or something like that. Right. So the next question is, how how do you think people? How do you think being attached stops people from letting go of someone? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How, how do you think being attached stops people from letting go of someone? Um, I feel like being attached for people from letting go of someone mainly because once you've once you've got that person in your life where you feel like that person's like that person I've met my actual somebody I've met my soulmate I feel like once you get to that point in life or once you get to that point with somebody it's kind of hard to let go because you feel like that person my world that person is like if I don't have them what am I gonna do like how am I gonna function yeah so, um, how can attachment issues affect the trust you have in people? I feel like attachment issues can affect the trust you have with somebody because it's like they could just be they could just be acting off their attachment with you, and they might not. Let's say you get into a deep conversation, they might not be saying the truth. They might just be they might just be the attachment issues speaking. It might not actually be them. Because also, I feel like. Let's say you have a trust trust in someone you're really attached to. You're most likely to tell them basically everything and everything about everyone. And let's say one day, like, you don't... Like, they're that person you vent to always. If you have an issue, they'll always be the first person who'll come to you. And let's say that first yeah. day, you lose that attachment with them and you're no longer in contact with them. Obviously, it makes you feel isolated, you get me? Like, you feel like you have no yeah. one else to speak to and that's a feeling no one should ever have to go through. Um, do you think attachment issues can make people appear more dependent on other people? Like they always depend on someone else. Yeah, I feel like when you have attachment issues, you feel like because that person is in my life, a better person or a better version of myself, they're my main. And I feel like some people need to work on that because you should always be dependent on yourself. Yes, it's okay to have good relationships with people, but you should never be so dependent on somebody that when you lose them, you just go to rock bottom. Yeah. Like, it's, it's like, it's something that happens like commonly between other people. But once yeah. you realize to get out of that, it's like mentally helpful, I guess. Very helpful. Yeah. Um, so what are some challenges people with attachment issues might face whilst trying to build a new relationship? I feel like they might face being, the challenges they might face could possibly be like being seen as very clingy and being seen as very like childish. Yeah. yeah, I feel like if they're trying to build a relationship with a new person, like, I feel like they'll still be thinking of that previous person. Yeah. Like, they'll expect the new person to be like the old person. And like it, it won't be very balanced. Yeah. yeah. Um, so do you think attachment issues are something that can like be cured or just resolved, like, or resolved completely or something you just have to manage with throughout your whole life? I feel like it depends on the person, but generally I feel like it can be solved. You just need, to... some people just need closure once they lose somebody that they just need those they just need like that assurance that that person is no longer in my life and i can move on yeah um so do you see positives with being attached some positives could be that um that person knows for sure that you're never uh, it's kind of iffy because it could be that that person knows that oh that person definitely I'm there for them like it's a win-win relationship but yeah. like having just attached with issues is kind of a negative mostly because being clingy is like not really a thing people really want in a relationship if you get what I mean yeah. I feel like it has its good parts but also like bad parts because obviously it's like temporarily good like while you're attached to the person like while you're having a good relationship with the person obviously you're going to be very happy like oh i have someone to speak to all the time i have someone to talk to all the time if you get what i mean but let's say after all of that it's still going to leave like an effect like attachment issues is basically like a scar you can't remove 
Yeah. That's just what it's like. So, do you think attachment issues are not spoken about enough? I feel like they are spoken about enough, but just they just they're just seen as a negative thing through and through. And it's like nobody talks about how it affects people who actually have attachment issues. They just talk about how oh, people with attachment issues are this, 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 this. Yeah. But, yeah. I'd agree. I'd agree. Like people see it more as like a negative thing to talk about, but obviously it's like obviously like, it's helpful to talk about because not many people actually realize it. But it does get spoken about like a decent amount. Um, Right, so the next topic on this is going to be social. I've already done like an episode on social media, so I won't ask many questions on this. How do you think social media changes people? How does social media change people? I feel like it changes people because people see like i feel like it's sometimes the beauty standard for boys yeah. and girls because i feel like when it comes to girls it's like oh this girl looks like this or this girl is mainly everybody's type and they feel like oh i have to look like that and then for some boys it's like oh girls don't like boys that do this girls don't like boys that do that it's like it's a very it's very like debatable when it comes to the way social media change people it's just that it's just such a big influence but it's not i just don't feel like it's supposed to be that big because as teenagers it's like we should just be able to feel comfortable in our own skin and not feel like that's changed for somebody else and for other people to accept it yeah i feel like that's something social media does a lot like you will see someone you'll see something and social media changes your whole perspective on a person like yeah. when it comes to life right you have your social life and your family life mm-hmm. and social media has came to a point where your social life is basically your school life your social life is your friends you chat with your friends and then you go and chat with your friends on social media school is practically mm-hmm. social it's no longer educational school is social yeah. so i feel like social media like it really just changes your life once you've turned a certain age and mm, it's obviously good to keep it to being 13 and over but anyways what do you think are the bad aspects of being a celebrity i feel like the bad aspect of being a celebrity is that that you have to kind of live up to what everybody else wants you to be like no obviously not everybody's gonna like you but as, as a celebrity there's a lot of pressure and it's like people expect you to handle things very well and very professionally but it's like at the end of the day everybody's human and celebrities are no different to any other people on earth yeah like i feel like especially with this whole cancel culture thing i'm pretty sure i made another episode on that like ages ago but celebrities are expected to like care yeah like i'm telling you now most of the things they're sponsoring promoting saying oh guys do this do that oh i'm sorry for doing they don't care <laughs> i tell you now yeah, they, don't I'm not they don't care they don't care because yeah. at the end of the day they're still making their money they're still making their bags they're still paying their rent they don't even need yeah. to do rent they bought their houses they have five they don't care like i'm telling your celebrities they don't care and they're being forced to yeah. care like have you seen travis scott apology video the guy does not care because <laughs> i'm telling you now he did not care. I'm telling you now, he probably made lots of money from that concert. Obviously, it was a very sad concert, but like him himself, it, it, I don't know if he really cares. Obviously, it's not up to me to really talk. I'm not really interested. But um, all I know is, personally, he really didn't look like he cared enough when he should have cared. Yeah, he just felt like, well, if I make this, I can go back to making my music and stuff like that. Yeah, like, no one's bothering me because no one really talks about it anymore like the whole concert because it's moved on he made his apology gone back to his albums and his money making and his concerts so yeah. simple as simple cycle don't like that um how does it feel to how does it feel to feel alone while being surrounded by others Pardon? how does it feel to feel alone while being surrounded with others basically what i mean by that is let's say like obviously you you have your group of friends right mm-hmm. and let's say just because you have a group of friends surrounding you that doesn't stop you from feeling alone inside just because you have people around you doesn't mean you're not alone 
you still will feel alone if you know what i mean as close yeah. as the friends are to you you'll always feel that inner like loneliness inside of you so um what's it called how does it feel to feel alone while being surrounded by others i feel like the way it feels to be to feel alone when you're around your friends and stuff like that it just feels kind of like you just feel kind of out like out of the ordinary you just feel like you're the odd one out because like when everyone's just around you having fun and you're just there and you feel like oh i don't belong here it's kind of it's kind of an isolating feeling it's not an enjoyable feeling and i just feel like it just makes you feel like oh i'm just being the odd one out and i'm just doing this this that and the yeah and obviously like even with being surrounded by people and you still feel alone that's obviously hard to like overcome because you still got people it's just hard to convince yourself that you're not alone yeah um so do you think social media has a positive or a negative impact on society i feel like it's both because social media can like educate you on certain things but at the end of the day it can always do like damage to your mental health and your self-esteem yeah that's very true and do you think social media is not spoken about enough i feel like it's spoken about a fair amount but it's just it just does it people don't really talk about the effects it has on teenagers and stuff not even teenagers only like adults as well yeah i would agree it is spoken about enough but the thing is it gets spoken about on social media yeah like people will talk about social media and how it's bad on social media media yeah it's hypocrisy it's hypocrisy it's it's just weird like how are you gonna be posting about how social media is bad all of this all of that on social media (laughs) that does not make sense like i guess it it makes sense in a small way because the same people that are watching social media will see the video because they're on social media but it's just a bit like they the people that always are like oh social media is bad they'll always do on social media they never do it in real life um yeah yeah. so the next one the next um themes is reality do you think everything has a reason yeah i feel like everything has a reason but some of the reasons are just better left unspoken because you know yeah it just depends on the situation to be fair yeah I'd, I'd agree completely um do you think zoning out is comfortable i feel like it is comfortable because it kind of just allows you to gather your thoughts and you know it just it's just a time where it's like yeah i'm in the situation but why am i in the situation and stuff like that yeah um do you think people who are hurt tend to hide their own hurt by hurting people around them to get rid of their own yeah. how so like is I it something like, that happens often or i feel like it is something that happens often it's kind of it kind of links to the topic of bullying because it's like people who have been hurt they tend to hurt other people yeah yes, yes. um do you think maturing doesn't have an age but maturing is just built off of trauma and experience. Yeah. Explain. Elaborates. I feel like it, it is built off trauma because you can mature at any age. Like, there's yeah. people who had to do mature things at a very young age. That's very true. Um, like, what's it called? Um... Wait, what did, I, what did I even say? I forgot what I said. Oh, because basically, yeah, what's it called? As you said, like, age... Like, obviously, people always say, oh, age is just a number. Age is not just a number. But, like, obviously, as you get older, you will, like, see and unlock more things. But, obviously, people do different things at different ages. How am I seeing people who are my age are not as mature compared to people who are five years younger than me? Yeah, that's just embarrassing. Like, that's weird. (laughs) 
but yeah um why do you think people may feel alone oh that's the same question as you said do you think eyes talk and how eyes yeah do i think eyes talk yeah i feel like eyes do talk because the way somebody looks at you or like it kind of comes down to body language because the way somebody acts like you don't have to say anything you can just kind of tell what they're feeling or what they're trying to say by the way they're moving or by the way that by the way they're looking at you stuff like that yeah like eyes probably speak for your mouth like just thinking of it eyes probably speak for your mouth because let's say you're walking and then you approach someone and then they'll just give you like a look like the way they look at you depends on if they want to speak to you or not or how they feel about the conversation they're having if they're giving me this one dirty side eye <laughs> it just looks like they don't want to talk to you but obviously like oh man it's so normal it's, like, it's just they were normal i don't know um so do you think money can buy happiness i feel like it depends on the situation to be fair because you Definitely. can buy things that make you happy, but at the end of the day, everything you buy is temporary. So, yeah. Well, everything is temporary, but you get the gist. Everything's temporary. Like, 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 it can buy you happiness, but it can't buy you permanent happiness. You're not going to be happy forever. Like, yeah. you're going to get that money, then let's say something happens, you're going to be sad again. You're back to level one. If you're yeah, not. back to square one. Yeah. Like, you know, you can buy yourself a Lamborghini truck. You know, you can buy yourself a Porsche buy yourself some food but at the end of the day you're still going to be griefing over that thing because you can buy happiness but you can't buy that thing back if you know yeah. um so yeah do you think um so yeah, what are your opinions on cutting off your friend for the opposite gender this is something Baron suggested <sighs> I feel like personally it depends on whether I clash you as a friend but at the end of the day I would never really cut off people that I really call my friends for man because it's like they've been there for me since day one and I'm gonna cut them off for a guy that just popped up out of the blue like it doesn't really make sense yeah like it's just weird yeah um but yeah um what's it called so now I'm gonna ask you. So, so, do you think stereotypes are not spoken about enough? They're not spoken about enough. They're just joked about, and it's kind of it's not really a beneficial way to, you know, discuss it. So, would you like how like where often do you see stereotypes? Like, how often do they happen? Like, acting, school, work, job. Where do you think it happens the most? I wouldn't say the most, but I would normally see it like in acting. Like they'll cast people for roles where they have to act like a different race or a different ethnicity. And it's like, it's just kind of a mockery of that group. So it's just, yeah, I normally mainly see it in acting and stuff like that. So I'm gonna ask you. I'm gonna mention some. I'm gonna mention some gendered stereotypes to you, including boys and girls, men and women, all that kind of stuff. And tell me your opinions on it. Do you agree? What do you think of it? Do you think it's normal? It's fine. So the first one is boys don't cry, and they're supposed to be men. What's your opinion on that? I feel like anybody can cry because crying is a normal human thing to do. I don't think it's that oh boys can't cry because it's just like that's so strange because at the end of the day Jesus cried so it's not really a beneficial thing to say that boys shouldn't cry and that they should man up because you should just say the exact same thing to women that's that's what I'm thinking like I really don't like if you have like the whole thing of oh man up oh be a man it's like, it's like, to be a man, a man has to know their own emotions. How can you be a man if you don't yeah. know yourself? And if you can't express yeah. yourself. 
how can you express express manlyhood if you can't express your own childhood like you cried as a baby you're gonna cry as a child you're gonna cry as a teenager and you're gonna cry as an adult simple as like it's something that you're always gonna be able to do like cry 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 all day like there's nothing wrong with crying (laughs) yeah be crying cry well well I feel um, like the whole concept is just kind of outdated and it's like at the end of the day everyone's gonna cry. Yeah. We, we was we came out the room crying, so <laughs> that's just how life is. Yeah. So what's it called? So I'm gonna tell you another one. So girls are sensitive. All girls are overly sensitive. What do you reckon? I feel like that stereotype is just kind of as well as the other one outdated because it's just like at the end of the day yes some women are overly sensitive but that's just based off how they've lived their life and how and the things they've gone through I'd agree but it's like it's kind of weird to just turn around and say oh all women are sensitive because really and truly we're not and trust me I know because I used to be very sensitive everybody knows that but we move but I just feel like it's a thing where just labeling somebody as sensitive is just so like strange and abnormal because at the end of the day, everybody's their own person. Everybody's gonna cry, be sad, whatever. It doesn't really matter. And at the end of the day, it's never really anybody else's business to be fair. Yeah, I don't know what other people are complaining about. Because it's probably like, because um, like, what's it called? As girls, I'm not a girl myself, so I wouldn't really be able, be able to talk because i don't know i'm not a girl but obviously like from what i've seen younger girls they like get, get mistreated like yeah. by boys or their peers like oh you're a girl you can't yeah. do this or you're a girl this or you're a girl that obviously that might emotionally affect them to build them into a more sensitive person yeah. like those smallest words could always hurt but it just depends who you are i don't know it depends on your past experiences what you've gone through it really depends on the person, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Right, so now I'm gonna ask you some of like culture, like race and all that kind of thing. Yeah. So the first stereotype is black women are angry. Like oh. this whole angry black woman, Shaniqua, Shaniqua, Chio girl, all that kind of thing. What's your opinion on that? <sighs> that my opinions on that is that I feel like the whole black women are aggressive. It's just such an dated random kind of like stereotype so at the end of the day not i wouldn't say every black woman is aggressive like there's the odd aggressive black woman but yeah. it's like personally be are not aggressive it just depends on the situation but, <laughs> yeah i mean it's kind of controversial but at the end of the day it's just weird to label every black woman as aggressive and it's kind of it depends on who it's coming from but it is kind of racist to be fair true and they're trying to associate like being ghetto with black people one thing i've noticed here especially when we go to school let's say they just see just normal black people everywhere yeah not loud or anything just calm normal black people they'll just see a group of black people all of us in this ghetto do they know what ghetto is it's not get so it's, it's just black people <laughs> i've never seen black people before that like, is not get so like what's if, if you're if you don't know what ghetto really means then just don't use the word at all because it makes yeah, yourself look silly what about get so <laughs> um right so the next one is poor people are lazy like hey. oh you're poor just go buy a house or you're poor just go get a job what's your opinion on that my opinion is that poor people are not lazy it's generally a case of like certain things in your life will just get you to hit rock bottom and it's just like there's sometimes it's just not a lot you can do when you've hit it when you've hit rock bottom to that point but it just kind of depends on your situation to be fair but in general i don't think they're lazy i feel like if you've gone through a lot and you've really hit hit rock bottom then that's just that you're gonna have to try and get your way out of it but at the end of the day it's just a case of how you got into that situation and if there's a, a solution for you to get out of it yeah i'd agree that 
I wouldn't consider poor people to be lazy. I mean, yeah, poor people to be lazy because, first of all, it's not necessary. Like, obviously, you can never really judge someone because you never know what the person has gone through. Everyone has different stories. So you can't just come up and see a poor person and be like, oh, you're lazy. Oh, come and get a job. Oh, you're broke, buy a house. It's not possible. <laughs> it's not possible. It makes sense. Like, this is not Monopoly. It doesn't work like that. Right. The next stereotype. The whole dumb blonde stereotype. Oh. Yeah. But what do you think? I feel like, personally, personally, I know a lot of blondes and they're not dumb. I feel like it's kind of, it's so random. I don't know where it originated from. It's just kind of random. It actually originated from, uh, you know, Marilyn Monroe. Yeah. Basically, she was an actor and she was blonde, of course. And she'd always, like, have a role of the unintelligent, passive, submissive. And she just let everything slide. She was not really the smartest. She didn't really care. She was very laid back. And, like, I think it started, like, back in the 1950s with Marilyn Monroe. That's what it says. But, yeah. Um, the next stereotype. Rich people are heartless. No. I don't believe that. Yeah, I don't really believe that. I feel like it's just based on... It depends on... Who you talk about. Because I feel like... Once you're rich... Then you just get... Certain people get into that self-absorbed mindset. But I don't feel like all rich people are yeah. heartless. Because it's at the end of the day, there's people who give out their money, there's people who help the homeless and stuff like that. Yeah. But I just feel like that's kind of an outdated term. I just don't like them terms where it's just generalised and it just yeah. includes every group of people. Like, one person in your group will do something. All of a sudden, oh... All of you guys are this. All of you guys are always talking about this. All you guys are always asking questions that I did, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um. Right. So wait. What? What did I just say? What question did I just ask you? Um. Rich people are heartless. Oh yeah. I feel like people need to cling off of this whole idea that nobody owes you anything. Yeah. Like nobody. Like I'm telling you now. I'm not gonna say rich people don't have to share, but. They don't owe you anything. I'm saying that they don't owe you anything. Don't yeah. expect something. If that was you, you wouldn't go around dashing your money to people because that's your money. Yeah, like, I don't need to lie. Obviously, I also give it. Like, I'm, but just don't expect everyone to have it. Like, I'm not Barclays. I'm not Lloyd's Bank. I'm not Halifax. But like, yeah. obviously, I'd still give it. Like, I'm not gonna be insensitive about what people's going through. But it's just that people always think, oh, you're rich, send me money. <laughs> if you know what I mean. <laughs> it, it doesn't always work like that. Sometimes it can work like that if you're Mr. Beast. But not everyone's Mr. Beast. Not everyone is philanthropists and it's not going to work like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the next one. All police are racist. Um, I don't feel like all police are racist, to be fair, because me, I've stumbled upon a few police and they're not racist not that I know of anyway like I feel like the whole police are racist thing kind of came from the whole like Black Lives Matter situation in 2019 I think it was it was 2020 yeah and it's just kind of I don't really know it's just like it's so spontaneous like it just came out of you know it's i'm not like it's happened many times like the same police brutality thing it's not happened once it's not happened twice it's not happened 100 times it's happened more than that obviously it's happened many times but as you said before the whole generalizing is not needed yeah like you can say a selective few are but not not everyone like you know it's not really fair to blame everyone um even the fact that some police are people of colour. So why would yeah. they be racist? Like, so. it, it wouldn't really make sense. Yeah. Um, Alright, so... Next one. Blue things belong to boys and pink things belong to girls. What do you think about that? Wow. I feel like that's, again, another outdated... like, term. 
idea whatever you want to call it i just feel like anybody can like any color because it's really never that deep like you do see boys who just boys in general you do see boys wearing colors that aren't blue you do see boys wearing certain shades of pink and stuff wearing certain shades of blue at the end of the day it's like that it's just so random like it just doesn't make a lot of sense because at the end of the day it's a case of what you like and what you prefer it's not a case of oh because i'm a boy i gotta do this because i'm a girl i gotta do this like no it's just a case of be who you want to be do what you want to do yeah i feel like it's fine when it's like a gender review like obviously it has to be like two colors for these yeah it's fine when it's a gender review or something like that but as you get older you need to like let go of this whole concept that you can't wear a certain color yeah like this is not like the past <laughs> i'm confused this is not the 1980s come this on. is not 1980s come on now and i feel like the thing is nowadays i see more girls wearing blue than i see boys wearing pink i rarely ever see boys wear pink when is the last time we've ever seen a boy wear a neon pink outfit except from prom where they want to wear mm. something flashy yeah like pink is like an interesting out like an interesting color for boys like it's 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 flashy yeah like it's what you wouldn't expect but blue for girls is like it's casual like right? it's just know. normal yeah it's normal um next one so what what about this whole girls can play with barbies boys play with cars and trucks all that kind of thing mm. i feel like personally me growing up i played with barbies i never played with cars i was never really in my interest or whatever but i feel like at the end of the day it's like kids are gonna do what they want to do so like yeah. i feel like it all comes down to how you were raised and how you grew up because if you grew up in a family where it's like, oh, you can only play with Barbies, you can only play with cars, whatever you want to call it. Like, obviously, you're going to grow up to think, oh, boys can only do this, girls can only do this, obviously. But it all comes down to, like, how you view it in yourself. Because, yes, your parents raise you better than they. When you grow up, you have your own mindset. You have your, 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 your own person. So it's like, yeah. Um, like for example me i've always grown up like playing with like cars and all that kind of thing i was never really interested in barbies even now i'm not interested in barbies um but obviously that interlinks with the way i've been brought up i've never played with barbies i've not done all that but yeah right yeah, what about yeah. women can't play sports oh or girls even because it's it's very frequent personally i know a lot of girls who are very athletic and can really do sports uh, I feel like it's all comes down to the whole stereotype of oh, women should stay at home, look after kids, blah blah blah. They start in the third, but I feel like women have evolved to a certain point. Yeah. Where it's like, yeah, we can do things that men can do because before this time we were restricted to like small things like oh, stay at home, look after the kids, wash dishes, blah blah blah. But it's just a case of it's just generally a case of again how you were brought up and just the influences you have in your life i'd agree i'd agree because even like obviously in school this is mainly in school because obviously girl boy you know you're younger um people would always be like oh girls can't play football oh girls can't do this oh girls can't run oh all the girls are slow all the girls get below 2.5 all the girls can't do this and it happens all the time even it even happens online it happens yesterday it can happen today it happens literally all the time i try my best not to involve those kind of combos because me i do sports myself i've seen girls do sports i know girls can do sports i know they're capable of doing sports i know girls can do sports way better than the same people that say girls can't do sports and it's embarrassing (laughs) so yeah like it's saying girls can't do this girls can't do that it's not a good look especially when you're gonna try and body shame girls saying oh you look like this like 
I'm not. I'm gonna be very. Di- I'm not gonna be that direct, but I'm pretty sure you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Basically, they'll be trying to direct to a certain person. Oh, girls, who's the least this? Oh, girls, who's the most like biggest or smallest? They know. They know who they expect people to say. They yeah. know exactly what they do. And it's not. It's not nice. It's not cute. It's not a good it's, look. Fam. I feel like it's kind of degrading because this is this is a point I will preach to the day I die. How can you enter this? How can a woman bring you into this world? Be continue. You proceed to disrespect women. I just don't understand it. I, I just can't fathom it sometimes. I just don't get it. It's so strange. I'm not when Tupac said it himself. How are you gonna shame a woman when not a woman? It's just funky, like it's just weird. It's just just... weird. Because I get it, yeah, you, like, so, some people don't intentionally mean it to disrespect women, but it's like, if your mum saw the way you talk about girls, you'd be on a, hey, you'd be sent back to your home country and you know mm-hmm. you You'll go and do work. Like, you'd be working on the farms, yes. Yeah. And I don't appreciate the people who say I get involved in those things, because I'm telling you now, <coughs> I do. Anyways, next theme. Um, only girls can cook. Oh no! I have mother cooks. Just to tell you guys now, mother cooks. So Ba-ba. that right there just says a lot. Men can cook, and that's the end of it. Cause, um, what about girls can't have short hair, and oh. boys can't have long hair? Boys can have long hair. I know a lot of boys with long hair. Oof. I know a lot of girls with short hair. So you just, I feel like. I don't like how they associate having short hair being a lesbian. I don't like how they associate, oh, you have long hair, so you're this, 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 this. It's like, hair is really never that deep. Do what you want with your hair, do what you like. It's really never that deep. Yeah. But I feel like I don't like how people like to do stuff like that. Like, it just sounds weird, like, come on now, like, all of these stereotypes I'm mentioning, you're all links with maturity. Yeah. That's the overall topic, it's maturity. Like, if you're still saying things like girls can't do sports, you can't have long hair, you can't have short hair, who are you? Honestly, who are you? <laughs> are you get out. <laughs> get out. <laughs> like, you're not mature if you're saying all of these things. Grow up. Like, no. Um, next one. I think this will probably be the last one. Um, girls can't fight. Hey. Me personally, I know a lot of girls who can fight. Hmm. Unless I don't play with a lot of girls because they can fight. So, I'm just going to say down, has down, a lot of girls I know can fight. I wouldn't say a lot of girls in our school, but a lot of girls I know personally can fight. So it's kind of, it's just kind of strange to me how people will be like, oh, girls can't defend themselves. I feel like it's, I feel like me personally, if somebody's just going to hit me, because me personally, like, like when it gets to when it comes down to stuff like oh people are hitting me or whatever i'll just leave it at that because i know if i retaliate it's gonna it's gonna become a whole thing that's why me i just i just let my words speak and leave my actions as it is because if i now hit you i'll be the one in trouble so i just leave it <laughs> down and like what's it called because people be like oh all girls do is hair pulling that does not count if you know what i mean yeah what do you consider hair pulling as fighting no. See, I don't think it's fine. Why are you dragging on somebody's hair follicles? I don't understand. Ah, it's not making <laughs> like, like, I don't know if you're trying to leave a bald spot or an actual. Project. I don't know what you had to do. <laughs> what, what if we all just like, you know, keep it peaceful again? Um, right. In fact, this one just came in my head, but I think it, it flew up my head again. Oh. Anyways, was it? Oh, yeah. One thing that people say is boys get weird after 11 p.m. and girls get weird when they're on their um little cycle what, what mm. do you think that's true do you think that's like actually like the whole 11 p.m thing i'm just gonna say this now it does happen to a lot of girls i know like not only to boys i know it does happen to certain boys i mean i'm not a boy so i don't really know how that works but I just feel like some boys will get a bit, um, you know what I mean? Bit excited. Bit excited around like nighttime, I guess, because I don't really know why I'm not a boy. So at the end of the day, I'm not a boy. I don't know how that I'm went. 
<laughs> basically, oh, <okay. laughs> uh, <laughs> basically, I think it's just like you gain more confidence at night time. Yeah, yeah. Like, for example, you can say or do the most outrageous thing, and then only deep what you said the next morning when you wake up. Yeah, it's I feel like. like it- it kind of reminds me of how people they get robbed at night because nobody's gonna catch you. Like if you're with somebody yeah. at night, nobody's gonna catch you. But if you're with somebody in the daylight, like, you're gonna get caught. So it's like, yeah. like no, no one's really gonna do anything about it. If you know what I mean? Like live, laugh, love. Let me move on. Right. That's all the. That's all the questions I've got for today. I uh, cut it short because I didn't really have that much questions. The last question that I asked you about stereotypes, those were all things I just found now. They weren't planned. Yeah, I just wanted to extend yeah. it. Because you told me to show in it, so I extended it. But yeah, um, how was it? Good. That was a very nice talk. Oh, sorry. I'm tired. I stretch. It was a very nice talk. A very interesting talk. Yeah, now I need to get all of this edited and it'll be posted the same day. Uh, yeah um in every episode i have a quote and all quotes are made by me can i get a round of applause please yeah yeah and actually i just clocked you know basically this is my last season why because i've been doing this for like two years actually yeah oh you have i forgot about that yeah yeah, I remember when I asked you like ages ago, like a year ago. But no, about two, like, yeah, yeah, about a year ago. Yeah, so you're actually the last guest of the. This is the like, this is the last normal episode. The next three episodes that are about to come up are like special type of episodes, like game episodes with loads of people. Oh, yeah. But you're the last actual normal talk, question, and answer episode. So well done. Um, and the episode 10 will be something else special right yeah so the quote for season 5 episode 6 of Marista Podcasts is unspoken topics are a token to the outspoken oh I'm proud of myself I did that I did that in fact let me repeat for the ones at the back so the quote for season 5 episode 6 of Marista Podcasts is unspoken topics are a token to the outspoken now let's analyze it let's analyze it so unspoken topics obviously those are things that are not spoken about and they're a token it's like a pass like a key to the outspoken people who are outspoken are people who are like get overridden like they try to speak but they're not really listened to they always be like they always like state their own opinion even if they're shocking or controversial opinions yeah right yeah they did that so yeah um i hope you guys enjoyed this podcast episode if you did don't forget to follow the podcast and i'll see you guys in the next podcast episode bye bye bye